What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality. Just want to say thanks for tuning in to this episode. I uh, want to let you all know that you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast directories and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the 65th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, and I'm here with my co-host, Matthew White. And we are here to bring to you all things sports. Matthew, how's everything going with you? Oh, it's going pretty good, Jeremy. Pretty good. How's everything going with you? Perfect. It's going fine. Going fine, man. How is the uh, week treating you? Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Not decent week so far. Uh, we are recording right now and it is a probably a massive thunderstorm going on right now in the dmv (laughs) Uh, maybe you'll hear about this sometime later you know after you'll remember randomly cut off it's true maybe you will remember the thunderstorm after you listen to this podcast like yo that was an epic one in this area but yeah that's what's happening right now we have a lot to get into on today's episode we're going to get into the NFL draft that occurred last week and then some other NFL news. Also, we're going to get into the NBA playoffs and everything that's surrounding that. We'll, of course, have our Chumpin' Champ of the Week, our Sports Free Zone, and our Reddit Topic of the Week. What is your Reddit Topic of the Week, Matthew? Oh, my Reddit Topic of the Week, Jeremy. Hold on. I'm about to tell you. I just, you know, we were we were offline for a little bit, uh-huh. you know, a second ago. But my Reddit topic of the week has something to do with, like last year, around this time, it was a, a conversation about the, the rookie of the year. Uh-huh. And now it's some people in that race are like distancing themselves from other people. And it's just a, a topic about that. Perfect. Hey, that's what's up. Uh, my topic has to deal with the NFL and some of the great coaches in the NFL. Okay. So, yes, we will get into that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this right now. You might have caught us, but you're not subscribed to us. So make sure you hit the subscribe Gotta button. Do both. Leave a rating and subscribe so you're up to date on all of our content. Let's now get into our hurry up offense and talk about the NHL playoffs. Uh, Yes, the Washington Capitals are not in the playoffs anymore. We spoke about it last week. Um, So how much hockey have you been watching since (laughs) the Capitals? I went back to my regular amount (laughs) of zero. I don't even know who's left in the... uh, it's so sad. You've already just like, man, forget done, this. Done for the year. All right, so let me just recap the uh, matchups that's happening right now. Columbus Blue Jackets have a 2-1 lead over the Boston Bruins. The Blue Jackets got their first serious victory, obviously, against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, two weeks ago. We spoke about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other matchup in the East is the Hurricanes, who have a 3-0 lead over the New York Islanders. So maybe this Hurricanes team... Is actually pretty good. 
You know, they beat us on the road in game seven, yeah. and now they have a 3 0 lead against the New York Islanders. Definitely have gotten hot. <laughs> Going to the West, the San Jose Sharks have a 2 1 lead over the Colorado Avalanche, mm-hmm. and the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues are tied 2 2. Now, with your limited knowledge of hockey, Matthew. Very limited. Let's predict quickly Let's who you it. think will win. Obviously, we know the series has already started. Let's do it. Two uh, one Columbus over Boston. Who's gonna win that series? Two one right now. Columbus has it. Two one. I'm gonna go Boston, man. Okay. Boston's not gonna disappoint in two sports in the playoffs, and I don't think the Celtics have a chance. <laughs> okay. Carolina obviously has a three zero lead, but do you think they're gonna win? Like oh, that's look. a legit. They gotta win the champion. Look, that's once a they le- beat the Caps. That's the team right now. They gotta win the champion because you can lose the champions. Perfect. That's fine. You can't look like they gotta win the, cha- the Stanley Cup. Let's get it. Because that's usually you know it does happen in in hockey. It happens more in hockey than other, sport, where, other sports. Where the someone can be up three zero and still lose. Yep. So you're still going with the. Um, Stanley Cup favorites. <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes yep. going to the West. San Jose, are they going to end up winning this series against the Colorado Avalanche? Yeah, even though I think the Avalanche have a better-looking jersey. True. Yeah, I think the And Colorado. it is tied 2-2 between the Stars and the Blue Jackets. Who's going to win Oh, that? Blue Jackets. Okay. Let's get it. So you heard it here from the non-expert of hockey mm-hmm. that Columbus is going to win. Self-proclaimed non-hockey expert. Carolina Hurricanes will move on. Mm-hmm. The Avalanche will move. You say who? No. Avalanche not going to win. Oh, so San Jose. There we go. And then you said the Blue St. Louis Blues. Let's do it. All right. So, yeah, that is the expert knowledge from the non-expert. There we go. Lock and it in. Put it on the board. <laughs> Let's now get into the NFL. Last Thursday was the NFL draft, and I want to give a quick shout-out to OSS 980 for hosting their draft party at the green turtle and gambrels it was actually a cool experience got to see some people i haven't seen in a while actually got to meet some new people and enjoyed it with um with some good food uh shout out to harold laws aaron d jeff for hosting the oss 980 draft party and the nfl draft i'm gonna ask you this question matthew like i ask you every week about a specific sporting event how much of it did you watch the nfl draft Uh uh-huh on tv i saw zero of it but i was watching the picks on my phone so i was you know following a little bit but especially i saw the vikings pick i was happy first round hey so your vikings you saw that offensive Uh lineman we need kurt needs help he needs help needs help lots of help kurt needs a lot of help Every, everywhere where you can give kirk some help that's let's give it to him perfect <laughs> let's start off with um the number one draft pick kyler murray was selected by the arizona cardinals that as was, predicted yes that's been on predicted. our show predicted not only on our show but also on every source like Anyone everyone that says it like it makes it makes sense and then Nick Bosa was selected two overall mm-hmm. to the San Francisco 49ers. Then Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle out of Alabama to the New York Jets. 
Cleland Farrell, defensive end from Clemson to the Oakland Raiders. I like what's happening right now. Devin White, linebacker from LSU to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh Then this is where everything just (laughs) goes haywire. The New York Giants select Daniel Jones, quarterback out of Duke. Whoa. You said where? Out of Duke. They have, this is the NBA draft? Okay. Take, take a few. <laughs> no, not the NBA draft. It's, that's normal. NBA draft, yeah. Duke player, high pick. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. They, they don't have a football team. <laughs> they really don't. I mean, they've gotten better since Dave Cutcliffe got there. That's cool. And Dave Cutcliffe, this is the this is why I think he got drafted. Dave Cutcliffe is the head coach or was the Tennessee head coach when Peyton Manning was there. This is a terrible terrible reason to and Peyton Manning and terrible Eli reason. train with David Cutcliffe in the offseason and Daniel Jones would go to the Manning camps since he was a young you know since he was younger mm. he's been going every year and then of course he was recruited and went to Duke so he has a relationship with the Mannings I honestly believe the Giants selected Daniel Jones to put as least amount of pressure on Eli, Eli Manning to get out of there because Eli Manning should be retired right now. Eli Manning should be, if not retired, he just shouldn't be with the Giants because not in the starting position. Exactly, but he still wants to play. And their general manager, general manager Dave Gettleman, even said, "Look, Eli might be here for us for two to three years." So he's a nice guy. That's a nice guy right there. <laughs> he's a nice guy, oh but he's gosh. a stupid guy Look. also. <laughs> He's the same one that traded Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh. and Jabril that, Peppers. Well, he got Jabril Peppers. Yeah, they're getting some. Uh, they're trying to build. They're switching around to a young, talented defense. Yeah, but she got rid of the <laughs> that talent, and then you got the sixth pick for being so bad, and yeah. then you use the sixth pick Ooh. on Daniel Jones, who, by the way, a lot of people were saying this dude might not have been drafted even in the second round. They're looking at third round projections for Daniel Jones. Somehow it goes number one in the first round. And, yep, yeah, that's when things go haywire. Crazy. In draft, everyone goes crazy. And we'll talk about this team that actually won because of this. So we'll get into that later. Uh, the number seven pick was Josh Allen, defensive end out of Kentucky, selected by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then the Detroit Lions selected TJ Hawkinson, tight end out of Iowa, who was really good. He's really good. Who picked him? Uh, Detroit Lions. Then the Buffalo Bills at number nine selected Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston, which is a very good pick. Ed Oliver could have been one of those guys who was selected at number number six with the Giants. Josh Allen, I'm happy that the Giants did not select him because he would have been creating nightmares for my quarterback, Dak Prescott. So I'm happy that that didn't happen and we didn't have to deal with Josh Allen anymore and the, at number 10 the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Devin Bush linebacker out of Michigan those are the top 10 picks in the draft everyone there is pretty good except Daniel Jones the Duke quarterback and because Daniel Jones was the first quarterback selected and all of those teams after didn't need a quarterback 
the team that really lucked out was the Washington Redskins. Oh, clap it up for him, Jeremy. At number 15, Let's they, get it. they drafted Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. Perfect. L- look. I don't know anything about this guy. Nah, Dwayne Haskins is good. Filthy? And he's from, he went to Bullis. Oh, hey, okay. He, yeah, he went to Ohio State. All right. Last year through, I think, like 51 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Great. And Great. Honestly, he's the best at the moment, present day. He's the best pro prospect at quarterback. Kyler Murray obviously won the Heisman. He has the flair. But if you put all the rookie quarterbacks right now and you told them you have to play an NFL game in a week, and we're going to give you the game plan for the week, I think Dwayne Haskins has the best game out of, you know, really any of these any okay. of these other quarterbacks. That's what I like to hear. So he's a local guy, and he uh going to play for the Washington Redskins. Look, if things go well, and that's a big if because the Redskins are the Jeremy Redskins. Jeremy is about to change what he was talking no, last no, no, no. week. Jeremy was talking cash it off the air. Perfect. Cash it. <laughs> if the Redskins can finally do something right, okay. Dwayne Haskins can be here for 10 plus years. Okay. Like, if they just do the right thing. Franchise quarterback. The operative word is if. Because we've been hearing a lot of if this falls in place. Forever. 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 But Dwayne Haskins is really good. Like, he's really good. I'm excited. This is not hyperbole. He's probably a better pro prospect than what RG3 was in 2012. Jeremy, get out of here. Nah, I'm not exaggerating. I don't know if you are or not. I'm not exaggerating. But RG3 obviously was the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, so he's Kyle Murray. Yeah, and he had the wheels, you know. But Haskins has the bigger arm. Played in a more... Okay, Ohio State didn't run a pro offense... But it wasn't like totally spread either. Mm-hmm. Like they had pro offense like intertwined in their playbook. Now a lot of people do criticize quarterbacks that come from Urban Meyer. They say usually they don't play well in the NFL. So he might be the first one. So we will see. Somebody's got to be the first one. Alex Smith took a long time, mm-hmm. and then obviously Tim Tebow some trash. Chris Leak never made it. Um, I can't even think of other quarterbacks who, oh, what's his name? Um, What's the dude that actually won? The one that reminded us of Jamarcus Russell. Uh, The dude, uh, Cardell Jones. True. And then, of course, Barrett, uh, JT Barrett never really did anything either in the pros. So he might be the first. So we'll see how all that plays out. And also, the Washington Redskins had a very good draft. Let's, Let's give him credit where there's due. Uh, they made a trade and moved up to the number 26 pick and drafted Montez Sweat, defensive end, out of Mississippi State. Montez Sweat could have been drafted pretty high, too. So, yeah, that's uh, that's um some of the notable picks. Well, there's some other notable picks in the first round. The Giants did make a good one at number 17, Dexter Lawrence. I think they made another good one, too. Didn't they get another pick in at the end of the first round? So, let uh, Jimmy. Shout out! Shout out to D of Other Side of Sports, who is a Giants fan. Uh-huh. He said this on their podcast this week. What do you say? He said the Giants draft situation, and I'm paraphrasing, uh-huh. is like you wearing a white, a nice white polo, and then having like a ketchup stain on it. 
He said the white polo is everyone else that they drafted. And they catch up saying that. The catch up saying that you can't keep your eye off yeah. is Daniel Jones. Because that last pick in the first round, you already know who I'm talking about. Uh, DeAndre Baker. From where? From Georgia. You already know, dog. <laughs> yeah. but I don't know too much about college football, but I know some Georgia players. Perfect. And he's filthy. Yeah. He's very good. And like they, they added DeMar- uh, Dexter Lawrence, who's mm-hmm. going to be another good pass rusher. Uh, in this in the NFL, so and that's just the first round, and that's their defense, man. Their defense, and they got uh, peppers like J- J- Jabril Peppers. Their yep. defense got young and good very quick. Or not okay. I don't like to say good, young and like put lots of potential, lots of potential very quickly. Some other notable picks in the first round: the Baltimore Ravens selected Marquise Brown, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Marquise Brown, I did not know this until draft night. Marquise Brown uh, is uh, Antonio Brown's cousin, and not just his cousin. He played under Antonio Brown's father in high school. Oh, so yeah. you know, hopefully, very in the in the family. Yes, hopefully that can, the trend continues of good wide receivers, and the uh, New England Patriots, thirty second pick overall in the first round, selected Nikhil Harry, wide receiver out of Arizona State. Now. A lot of people may not know him. He actually was not one of the best wide receivers. Uh, And this is interesting. Most of the first round was guys who could protect the quarterback and guys who can go after the quarterback. And then linebackers. He was only the second wide receiver drafted, Nikhil Harry. And he was projected at like a, you know, as like the seventh or eighth best wide receiver. We'll get into some other wide receivers that. That dropped in the in the in the um in the draft. But yeah, the Patriots, you always give him the benefit of the doubt and say, hey. This dude might be amazing. He might be amazing. Other notable picks, your boy Drew Locke, second oh, round. There we go. Who, who who got him? The Denver Broncos. He is the most, the most, he's the perfect John Elway quarterback. <laughs> I could not be happier for John Elway right now. Uh, your Minnesota Vikings in the second round selected Irv Smith Jr. tight end out of Alabama. That makes me a little sad. That, um, is a uh, Cal Rudolph done for? I don't know. He's I hurt a lot. So. He is He's he hurt gets a lot. beat up. He does get beat up. Another notable pig: the Cleveland Browns. Are they eating again? They're kind of making. Okay, so what's my man, my buddy with the sweater? John Dorsey chewing gum so you know how the Redskins are selecting and signing a lot of Alabama players yeah the Cleveland Browns are drafting and signing and trading for a lot of LSU players okay and uh, Greedy Williams out of LSU who in my opinion was the best corner in the draft fell to the second round to the Cleveland Browns so yeah they have a good defense. They, the The Browns are doing a lot of a lot of good things. And remember, they selected Denzel Ward, who I even said ah, that's a little high at number four, especially when you had Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. and him at number four. Look, if Baker Mayfield has a, a better year this year, I'll change my opinion on Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I did say, hey, you should have went Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb, but they went Baker Mayfield. And Denzel Ward at one and four respectively last year. Hey, Baker Mayfield has a good year. Then I'll t- I'll say, hey, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Baker was almost a rookie of the year. He had a very good year. 
I just still feel like they could have got even more bang for their buck with if they would have picked who Saquon Barkley uh-huh. and just rolled it with Tyrod Taylor this year. I agree. I think that should have happened. Like, I just think Tyrod Taylor didn't get the fair shake. But anyways, yeah. we're not talking about Tyrod Taylor. But they did get a lot of value just because they got Nick Chubb. You know what I'm saying? Later. Okay. Yeah. True. Like, they did Nick, get Nick Chubb later. Nick Chubb had a phenomenal year. That's true. Phenomenal. And maybe that's maybe that's who they wanted. But yeah, some other notable picks. And I'm going down. My Dallas Cowboys in the second round selected Tristan Hill out of UCF. He's a defensive tackle. Whose school is that's is Lane Kiffin school? Nah, that's Florida Atlantic. Okay. UCF is the the, the school that uh, uh, never loses any games, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they they were undefeated for a long time, but they never were had a national shot. champions one yeah, year, right? Last year, they, okay. they were the only team that went undefeated. Okay. Yeah, they got their own banner that they put up. You uh, can get banners from Alibaba, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like we can get a banner. <laughs> We can put the best sports podcast ever, sports number one in the history of the world, according to iTunes. We yeah. can just put that on, <laughs> according to Barack Obama, <laughs> DK Metcalf. Who, okay, he remember he was the guy at the combine that went up draft boards because of how explosive he was. yes and how large and how strong he was. Where did he end up going? Last pick in the second round to the Seattle Seahawks. What position does he play? Wide receiver. Yeah, that's uh, what they're trying to. Got you paid Russell Wilson all that money, like you know, make him happy a little bit more, give him some weapons, and some other other notable draft picks. As I'm going down the list, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Justin Lane out of uh, Michigan State. He's a cornerback. They need some help. The Redskins in the fourth round mm-hmm. selected Bryce Love. Now, Bryce Love, just two seasons ago, was a Heisman Trophy candidate. Okay. And then he injured himself this past season, torn ACL. So he's probably not going to even be ready for the regular season. However, the Redskins had the luxury of selecting him because you have AP coming back. Mm -hmm. You have Darius Geis hopefully coming back from that ACL. The first time. Um, And then you have um, Chris Thompson, who's still there. It's a good running attack. Um, yes. And then you have Bryce Love who could just take his time and get ready. So they, they definitely did pretty well. And uh, don't want to take too much more. Not much. Oh, Amani Hooker. I don't know how he dropped this far. He's a safety out of Iowa. Dropped to the fourth round. Filthy? Really good. Like, like really good. Like, I wanted the Dallas Cowboys to somehow get him. Who drafted him? Uh, the... Tennessee Titans. Yes, they got a good defense. And they already had Kevin Byard. Yeah, their DBs are they're they're really good. And just to fast forward this in the sixth round, Trace McSorley, the quarterback out of Penn State, was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. And Mr. Irrelevant Mm -hmm. was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. Tight end out of UCLA, Caleb Wilson. So that's our wrap-up of our NFL draft coverage. Moving on to other NFL news, Tyreek Hill. So last week we spoke about Tyreek Hill. And we said how there will be no indictment for the child endangerment charges. Mm -hmm. And I said I don't think the NFL should. I don't think they should do anything. But I think they were going to do something just because the NFL is the NFL. Um, You actually said 
that they should oh, they're definitely, do something. He was definitely going to get some type of punishment or suspension. So then, literally hours after we uploaded this episode last week, a local news station in Kansas City obtained video or audio recordings of Tyreek Hill talking to his girlfriend and talking about the situation with his son, like three-year-old or four-year-old son with the broken shoulder or whatever the injury was. And she's trying to get him to admit on tape Mm -hmm. that he committed the crime. And he's saying, no, I didn't do it. She's like, well, you know, are are they going to, is a three-year-old going to lie about this? And he pretty much say, yeah, three-year-olds make up anything like they say whatever he's like yeah he says daddy does a lot of stuff that i don't do and he's talking and um she says you know he's scared of you right now this is where things get crazy tyreek hill says you need to be scared of me whoa now ominous now tyreek hill has had a history of domestic violence while he was in college he punched and pushed down his prank then i think it's her the pregnant girlfriend Mm mm-hmm while in college that's how he got kicked out of oklahoma state university then of course now we have this incident that has come up the chiefs have had numerous incidents with players for example uh kareem hunt had to be released last year because of video that came out about him of him kicking and punching a young lady the chiefs also traded for frank carter who had his own domestic violence issues and that's that comes back to my soapbox about how the nfl doesn't handle these things properly how is it i'm gonna be real frank Car- frank frank clark is a very good football player mm-hmm. but i didn't know about his domestic violence issues until he got traded last week to the chiefs and now the chiefs have come out and said that tyreek hill will not be part of any of the team activities as the nfl and the team investigates the rest of this man is he gone for the rest of the year after this I think it could be like a ten game suspension that turns into an eight game suspension. Uh huh. Like I think that's a possibility possibility, but also he could be gone for the year. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone for the year. We saw that Adrian Peterson was suspended for a year for spanking his child. And his child had bruises. This child had broken bones that CPS had to come in. I think he may get a year. Yeah. But because he's so talented, either he stays. The Chiefs can't keep him. Oh, no. Because they created a precedent of getting rid of players. Yeah. Um, Even though they just traded for one. Even though they. Yeah. Even though they just traded for one. They created a precedent by getting rid of Kareem Hunt. Got to get rid of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's going to be gone, but he will be on an NFL roster. And I'm going to say this for you all out there. When it comes to my professional athletes, either on my favorite team or not on my favorite team, after the punishment is served, I think professional athletes, if a team wants to select them, should be able to play again. Okay. Because there is a huge double standard. We've seen politicians get charged. 
convicted. Jeremy, you can't like. We've seen actors and actresses get charged with the wild, and convicted. The wildest things. How is it that athletes are the ones, and specifically black athletes, are the ones that, oh, they can never have a second chance? So, no. Serve your suspension, pay your fine, and if a team wants you, I don't have a problem if the team then picks you up. Marv Albert bit women in hotel rooms for most of the 90s. Perfect. Right here at the uh, Ritz-Carlton in, in, in Pentagon City. Like that happened. And, and, he, and he was only suspended. <laughs> a couple games. He, <laughs> yeah. missed, he missed a couple game checks. And I know he's an owner, but Robert Kraft. Oh, what? another crime. Come on. There is video. There is video of my man. Like in that in the massage parlor yeah so so real quick do you want to see this video uh, like if it, if somebody had it playing in front of me i'm not gonna not watch it but i'm definitely not going too far out of my way to watch this video Perfect. when it like surfaces so there's reports that it's going to surface oh it, jeremy and, just that look if we get to click it on this computer <laughs> we and, might be to make it pop up for Okay, so someone's gonna say you're a sick individual, but for like entertainment purposes, uh-huh. I do just want to see like how this went yeah. down. I or at see, least look, a snippet. If I don't have I to can watch hear the- it, I, I want I want audio just because I want to hear if Robert Kraft is out here spitting game at the at the massage parlor, or if he's just like very straight to business. Here's your check, sir. Let me in the back room. And just you know, I want to see what you know what this interaction back. looks like. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, back to Tyreek Hill. I think definitely uh, gone. I think he's gone for a year, and if a team wants him, they, he should be able to play again. Um, I'm hoping one of those teams is the Dallas Cowboys. I, I y'all could say I'm crazy, and I have no shame. I, and it's all because look, at the end of the day, if you serve your time, then if someone wants to give you an opportunity to work, I don't have a problem with that. Do you think Dak Prescott would be able to throw the ball to him? Do you think he would be? I don't know, dog. He might need a safer wide receiver than that. Perfect. Hey, he needs Julio Jones. (laughs) 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 Very, very safe wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Other NFL news: Isaiah Crowell torn Achilles out for this season. That's one of my favorite running backs. It looks like the Raiders are now going to try and sign Doug Martin. Oh. Mighty Mouse. And Doug Martin was there last year, but things didn't really go too well. But at least it's going back, and hopefully things get better for them. But actually, no. I don't year two of John Gruden. I don't like John Gruden. John Gruden's whack. I don't like him. I hope hope the Raiders struggle, (laughs) and I hope for the 10 years that he's there that nothing comes out of this. I do want to see a game in Vegas, but hey, that's, that's all I hope. That's all I hope. Let's now get into the nba and talk about the playoffs matthew how excited are you for uh, the second round of the playoff just as excited more excited than i was for the first round and i was definitely excited for the first round like all the series are good except for the warriors but that's predictable <laughs> so you say we'll we'll get into all of them uh let's start off uh in the east it is tied 1-1 between the Raptors and the 76ers. 76ers got game two in Toronto. But Kawhi Leonard is balling out of control. Very efficient. Very efficient. Very good player. He's doing really well. Mm. Uh, now, Jimmy Buckets. Oh. Had James a, Butler. 
He had a very good game too. Thirty and like eleven. Yes. Some assists, steals. He was doing a lot. They had some some production off the bench from mm-hmm. Tyler Ennis mm-hmm. and Greg Monroe had a sighting. Out of the rand out of the blue. <laughs> yes. Georgetown centers. Now Joel Embiid. Well, at least game two, he was battling a stomach flu. Yeah. We will see what he does tonight in game three in Philadelphia. So, um, now that it's 1-1, where do you think this series is going? Uh, I think this one might go, like, the distance. This might be a seven-gamer. Seven-game series, and who's winning? (sighs) Man. uh, I want to say the 76ers, just because game seven is going to be in front of Drake. And you know how his powers work. Perfect. Yeah. He just sucks the basketball life out of whatever or like sports sp- life period. Whatever he whoever he supports, like they can't win. So you're not you may win some games, but oh, you ain't no. gonna win the you ain't gonna no. win the grand finale. No. And this is not even a grand this is the con- the most Canadian way to lose in the playoffs in the second round Perfect. at home in front of Drake. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, that's why things gonna happen. And Ben Simmons has been playing uh, tremendously on the defensive end. Like, I think uh, whoever he's guarding, the opponent shot like 26% from the field. Except when he wide. guards Kawhi. Yeah. Kawhi's torching him. He, I mean, you know. It's Kawhi, though. What do we that's, I mean, Ka- Kawhi is torching most people. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's getting his shot off. But nah. I think the I think the 76ers are going to do it, especially if uh, Embiid gets any type of, like, healthy. Ooh, yes. Like, if, it, he's, if still Embiid- a little, he's still hurt and, like, sick, I guess. But he's definitely hurt. If Embiid gets some sort of rhythm, yeah. 76ers will win. However, I think the Raptors, this is the year they'll you move on and get pretty far, pretty far. I think the Raptors are going to get him. But I'm with you. It's going to go seven games. Yeah. It's going to go seven games. This is, gonna, this is a competitive series for sure. The other matchup in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks Ooh. and the Boston Celtics. Boston smacked. They Milwaukee ran game, game one. one for sure. Giannis didn't play well. Giannis nope. got banged on too by Jalen. Jalen uh, Brown catches a lot of people. Yes, he dunks on people a lot. And then Al Horford was torching him too. Yeah, like on the four blocks end. on him. It was a lot. It was uh, a lot. But then game two, Giannis came out and back out here did what Giannis and did, Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. the god. Chris Middleton played well. Uh, the rest of the you know the the. The role players playing well in game two. Yeah, Bledsoe had, I think, 20. If Bledsoe gets 20, I think they're going to be hard to beat. Yes. So, game three. Game three is... Tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? I have no idea. I'm about, I'm about to look that up I right think now. It's tomorrow. I, I think tonight is only one game. Yeah, it's only one. It's only the 76ers tonight. Oh, tomorrow is the Bucks and the Blazers play. Yes, tomorrow is Bucks and Celtics game three. In Boston, then Nuggets, Trailblazers yeah. in Portland. 10.30. Moving now to the West, that Denver Nuggets-Portland Trailblazers series is mm-hmm. tied 1-1 right now. Yeah. Denver won game one. To me, the Trailblazers came out flat. And I mean, they had to come out a little bit flat after that like emotional high that they were earning from that. Yes. The game-winning three-pointer by Dame to... Uh, but then game, Make Russell Westbrook cry. <laughs> game two was last night. Yeah. And uh, they, they were not flat yesterday. They were not flat yesterday. They won 97 90. CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is a very good number two option. He's pretty good. Yeah. Very good number two option. He, he, him and Damian Lillard 
play well together. Lillard only had 14 points last night. Didn't matter. But CJ McCollum with 20. Uh, Ennis Cantor had 15. Mm-hmm. Rodney Hood off the bench had 15. Zach yep. Collins off the bench had 15. Uh, so they got some good support. Now, the Denver Nuggets. They didn't really play well. Hmm. Jokic only had 16 points. Now he's he did have he did have he's in foul 14 trouble. rebounds, yeah. seven assists, but like you said, yeah. he was in foul he's trouble. In foul trouble. But Gary Harris and yeah, Jamal, Jamal Murray. Murray combined 27 points for your backcourt. That's not what you, you need more than that. Exactly. The what is it? The bench. The was and, it Morris and uh, Terrence, the dude bro, tore, uh, Craig broke his nose. The Nuggets had a lot. They had a lot going on last night. Malik they, they Beasley off good. the bench had 13 points. He was playing well. After his 13 points. There's only 13 points between Monte Morris, mm-hmm. Mason Plumley, and Will Barton. Yeah. Will the thrill? Got it. Will got to do a little bit more than that. He he does. He normally is the starter. Mm-hmm. He's got to do a little bit more. And than I that. know he was injured this year, and that's why he he's gotta, always hurt though. But he always plays better than this. Yes. Like he's fragile, yes, but he's just got to play better than this. And the mat, the series that we want to talk about. And actually, let's 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 go. Let's rewind. Uh-huh. We didn't even say where. I want to go back all the way back to the east. Let's go back to the east. Who's gonna? It's side one one. Who's gonna win? Celtics Bucks. Uh, Bucks and five. Ooh, what? Bucks and five. Let's get it. Four in a row, dog. Let's run it off. I think it's not. Nah, okay. I think the Bucks are gonna win. Realistically, I think Bucks and six. I think it's gonna Boston. be Bucks and seven. They have that's to win too. at home. I think that's where it's going to come down. They'll obviously win a road game to be able to win game yeah. seven at home. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's where it's going to go. Nuggets, Trailblazers, it's 1-1. We gave our predictions last week, but now that you see what's happening, where do you think the I still think the Nuggets are going to win. I think Nuggets maybe they might have another seven-game series on their hand, which would be bad for them. So... I want to say Nuggets in six. I'm sticking with the Trailblazers. Trailblazers in six. That's where it's going to go. All right. The final series in the playoffs. Rockets. Warriors. The boring one. (laughs) I like how you say the boring one. This one's not good. Game one. Yep. Phenomenal game. Warriors win 104-100 over the Rockets. James Harden in the losing effort, 35 points, but he got that 35 points on nine for 28 from the field. That's not that's not what you want. He did go 13 for 14 from the, from free, the free throw, throw line. line. Yeah, definitely. Paul Pierce had. I'm mean, sorry, Chris Paul had 17 points, and he had. And I'm looking for assists, but he had five turnovers, yeah. and he was ejected. Chris Paul at the end of the game, playing terribly, terrible. So. Let's let's just be honest though about Chris Paul. He came in in 2005. Oh no, this is this is the natural decline of his like career or whatever, but he gets paid 30 million dollars. Yep, yep. He's one of the highest paid point guards. He is Paul Mill sapping it right now. <laughs> and uh Chris Paul 17 points. They did get 27 points from Eric Gordon in that game. Right? How much does he get paid? Way less than Chris Paul. But PJ Tucker thir- played 39 minutes and had yeah. zero points. That's not that's not good. It's zero not points, but he and he only had three rebounds, Definitely one assist, need to get ten boards. 
No steals. He had four steals. Okay. He did. He did well, have four steals. He's always on the defensive. You know you, you know you're getting some defense out of PJ Tucker. You're, when you're playing the Warriors, got to score. Everybody got to score the, a little bit. The starters have to score 90 points. The starters okay. just have to score 90 points. That's probably fair. Because you already know you're not getting a lot of bench help. Especially not off the Rockets. And surprisingly, in this game, four guys came off the bench. Gerald Green and Mon Shumpert actually got 20 minutes. Nene and Daniel House. Mm-hmm. And the bench only got nine, eight, the 17 points off the bench. Which, okay, it's 17 okay. points is fine off the bench. Your starters got to be scoring more than that, though. Yeah, you got to get close to 90, mm-hmm. man. And, and But they got Austin Rivers back now, so they might be okay, right? Yes, Austin Rivers came back in game two. Now, before we even get to game two, there was a lot of controversy or quote unquote controversy with the closeouts. Yes. James Harden complained after the game that he is not officiated fairly, that he is never, you know, guys are coming under him. He um, he's not able to come down safely. Draymond Green, which is, is like, true, kind of. Draymond Green says, "Well, you know, paraphrasing what he said, he said, you know, stop kicking out your legs to try and draw the foul. I don't know. And maybe he'll land on the, you know, land safely. Uh, there were other moments with Chris Paul who had legitimate gripes, and Chris Paul ended up getting that second technical foul because he thought he was fouled before he was pushed out of bounds and and was called for out of bounds." And they lost that game. He was ejected with like four or five seconds. Game is over at that point. Now, a report comes out Tuesday afternoon that the Houston Rockets. And this is something I didn't know. We all know about the two-minute report of every NBA game. You can go and find it after a game or the day after the game. The NFL, the NBA does a two-minute report where they discuss all the things that happened within the two minutes. And if there were any, you know, oversights, if there were situations where the referees made a bad decision and things like that, and they pretty much try to be transparent. What I did not know is that the actual teams get the full 48 minute report or if it goes into overtime the full game report did you know last year or it started last year the houston rockets compiled the seven games of the western conference finals and they and they said they came to their own conclusion from their own research and analysis and Things like that. Their experiments that they ran. That they should have beaten the Warriors because the referees missed X amount of calls. X amount of calls. I think it was how many total calls was mm-hmm. it? And they said when the referees missed it, they missed them on both sides. It was close to like a hundred missed calls. And their conclusion came to, especially in that game seven, mm-hmm. that the referees took away 18 total points from the score from the Rockets which obviously led to a loss and that if the Rockets had made the playoffs I mean made the the finals excuse me they would have been granted an extra 20 million dollars so they are trying to get this 20 million dollars from the league just say hey we missed out on this it's your fault Let's get that twenty million. I'm gonna let you give your thoughts on this, and I'll give mine. 
What do you got to say about the audit that the Rockets did to the NBA? Yes. So, like, if I'm uh, Commissioner... Silver. If I'm Commissioner Silver, like, you can't be too ridiculous in how you respond to this, but, like, a LOL would be, like, acceptable. Perfect. Like, if he just sent that back to the... $20 million? Come on, bro. There's no way. Like... They didn't. They didn't go to the finals. Like I understand that there was some like swindleage that happens, but if you do it for that game, you gotta do it for all of them. If you do it for that series, you gotta do it for all the series. Who know? Like I don't know. Here's another thing: the Rockets missed 27 straight threes oh, in that game. That seven. happened. That happened. <laughs> 27 get straight threes. They're looking for somebody it. else to blame, and that's how I feel about it. And it comes out Tuesday afternoon. They play game two Tuesday night. With the referee that everybody hates. With the referees that everyone hates from the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Scott Foster there or Steve go. Foster, whatever his name is. I know it's Foster. S. Foster. I think it's Scott Foster. He officiates the game. Did you know this? In the last 200-plus games that Harden has played, mm. Harden has fouled out, I think, in five of those games. And Scott All Foster was for like three or four. Oh, dang. That's pretty good still. Now, do you think Scott Foster has an out for the Rockets, or do you think he's just trying to stop the BS that the Rockets get away with? Mm, might be both. I think, I think honestly, he's just like, look, I'm not going to give you those calls that the other officials are giving you. I see the flailing. I see the sticking out of your legs. Mm. I see how you flop quite often. And I'm just going to call it fairly. And James Harden doesn't get called for flopping, though. He doesn't get called for it, but, but we nobody, see it. But nobody does. Yeah, they, they instituted that rule, and yeah. no one, no, they don't follow Nobody it. has gotten it in three years. <laughs> so, who was the last? Do you remember who the last no clue. guy was? Okay. I could take a guess, but uh, Manu, maybe. Right, Manu. Yeah. That's who I was thinking. It's funny. That's who I was thinking. It was Manu Janelle. <laughs> I remember him getting one, but that's, yeah, nobody else really. So... I just, I just think the the Rockets are just, they're just complaining about, you know, the situation. They're and, complaining because they're blown. Chris Paul is on their team, and and the real issue is you all aren't playing well. And to be honest, the Warriors aren't playing well. Mm. And that's that's the crazy thing about the Warriors. We're, they haven't played well this 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 postseason. They Not went like six ridiculous. games against the Clippers. Mm. They and, have their kryptonite though. And then they, they, you know, they they're not playing well against the Rockets, but and they got a two game the off of them. The one player who is playing well though is what's his name? Kevin Durant. What's his name? Kevin Durant. <laughs> we know his name. Kevin He's Durant. Say his name. Perfect. <laughs> Kevin Durant had fifty points in that clinching game six against the Clippers. That's a lot of points. And then he backed it up in game in game one. Yeah, uh, like forties on the right. In game one, he had. 40, 30, sorry, 35 points okay. in game one. Then in game two. 20-something. I'm, I'm looking at I had a blank. It's I'm less looking than 35. Right in game two, he had 29 points. But there were big points. Steph Curry dislocated his finger yeah. in game two. James Harden was raked in the face and the eye by Draymond Mold. Green. I Look, Draymond Green is a professional athlete. 
he is supposed to be coordinated enough to not do stuff Slap like this. And I think it was something done on purpose. I think he was like, I'm trying to foul him. He probably didn't want to get him in the eye, but he fouled him on purpose. And, you know, he's just flailing around. Now, that injury did affect Harden the he rest said he of the game. It's hard to see, especially when you get poked in both eyes with such force like yeah, he, a cut yes yeah and that that has happened to me before yeah. where i had to go to the doctor they had to give me an eye patch i had to put an ointment and i had to have the patch on for like overnight and then the you know the scratch the the, the scar from the scratch mm-hmm. went away uh, but yeah it's frightening when you see a r- big red spot on your eyeball yeah. so yeah and you know it, he should be ready for game three which is saturday I think it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Yeah, should be ready for game three on Saturday. But, yeah, it's going back to Houston. Or going to Houston. Mm -hmm. Game three and game four. The end of the series. (laughs) See, that was about to be my next (laughs) question. Is this the end of the series? Yeah. What? I mean, okay, like, best case scenario is Warriors in five. Like, it's either a sweep or, like, a nice guy sweep. I think at the max, it's going to go five. But honestly, I think the Warriors got this. The, like I said, the Warriors have not been playing well, and they're still up right. 2-0. The Rockets are complaining about the referees. The Rockets are still the Rockets because they have Mike D'Antoni as their head coach. It's hard to All they do them. is take threes and dunks. And I spoke to my boy Pat about this last night. I said, every great team has a post-game, three-point game, and a mid-range game. All of it. You got to have all three to win. You cannot ha- be without one to win this 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 game anymore. You have to, and it goes all the way back to the '80s. You got to be able to hit outside shots. You got to be able to hit post shots. You got to be able to hit the mid range shot, and you got to be able to play defense. You do those four things, you win. Now, obviously, it's harder than me just saying it, but you have those four aspects under control on your team. You're gonna win. So. You say that it's going to be done in five. I honestly think it's going to be done in four. Warriors in four. And it's so funny. The Warriors complaining so much. I mean, I'm sorry. The Rockets complaining so much actually has me cheering for the Warriors in this series. And you hate everybody on the Warriors. Perfect. I really don't hate everyone on the Warriors. You only hate LeBron James. You're right. I don't hate. What? LeBron James. You're right. LeBron James is one of my favorite players. Okay. I mean, and he's top four in the NBA of all time. Like. How's that hating? What a what are we talking about next? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you are so funny. So yeah, so you think that's where it's gonna go yeah, so in the NBA five NBA playoffs. Let's now get to our chump and champ of the week. Every week we celebrate those who do well and we criticize those who do not. Starting with you, Matthew, who is your champ of the week? Uh my champ of the week is hold on, just loading. Enos Cantor and the Portland Trailblazers. Baby, wanna chill. Like, there's no way that they could have known that their like center was gonna like break his leg or whatever. But they picked up Enos Cantor, uh-huh. and he has been just honestly like perfect fit for that team. Like, he's doing a decent. I'm not. I don't like to call him a good defender because he's not a good defender. He does a decent job on Jokic just because he's like a bigger body and disrupts him a little bit in the post and. I don't know. Like, I want the Blazers to win this series. I picked them to win this series. But some of that is just because I'm a big Jokic fan. And But 
Portland Trailblazers. They're having a great week. Like, stole home court back from the number two team in the Western Conference. Yep, yep. They're playing pretty well. And, yes, who would have thought they would have been playing this well without their starting right. center? And who would have thought Ennis Cancer After getting cut. Can somehow play defense or a good enough defense. Just okay. Just got to. I used to say that when he was with OKC. I was like, look, his offense is good enough to keep him on the floor. Mm -hmm. And Billy Donovan in that series against the Warriors did not want to play him often. When every time he got in the game, he was putting up buckets because of his supposed bad defense. Look, this dude is playing against the best center or best center when it comes to moves. He's the best center in the West, right? Best center in the West for sure. Probably. I think Joel Embiid is just better overall. It's close. He but, plays less games. But True. But I think Jokic has better offensive moves, yeah. and he's playing good enough against him. So yeah. shout out to Ennis Cantor. My champ of the week, and I actually have two. Oh. My champ of the week has to go to Kevin Durant. Baby, want a champ. And the Washington Redskins. Baby, want a champ. Two people I don't really care, or two entities I do not really care about, but you got to give credit where it's due. Ever since Kevin Durant said, you know my name, you know what I do. You know what my name is. Dropped 50 points against the Clippers in game six of the first round when they interviewed Paul, I mean, sorry, Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams. Williams. They didn't know what to do. We tried everything. They said, look, we did everything. Like, what do you want? (laughs) Like, we tried to play. (laughs) What would you have done? We had the game plan. The game plan did not work. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, not only that, he's definitely keeping this team afloat with the Warriors. Like I said, the Warriors are not playing well. Mm, Steph's struggling. But he is playing well. And he's playing like the MVP type player that he can be every year. This is all that I ask, dude. Just just play. Do what you do. If you, you know, mess up like he didn't play like he didn't play well in that game too just say hey i didn't play well don't come out saying oh well you know it's not part of the game plan and uh you know i can't just you know if i keep on shooting it i'm still only average 43 percent from the field 43 percent from the field is pretty good in my opinion especially when you're kevin durant who's gonna put up close to 25 shots anyway mm-hmm. you'll be fine and you're kevin durant like you're you're a near seven foot guard out there who's going to be one of the best scorers at the, of the NBA at the end of his career. Look, man, he's played well, and I'm glad he's played well. He's the champ of the week. Washington Redskins had a very good draft class. We spoke about it in our NFL segment. So you had the Washington Redskins and Kevin Durant. They're my champ of the week. Baby, want a chump. Who's your chump of the week? Uh, my chump my chump of the root, my week is a, it's kind of like, the NBA, I guess, but it's more so the flopping that has been going on in the 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 Rocket series. It's just it's it's ridiculous. Like I understand you you got to have some type of room to come down. I get it, but I don't know it. The this just all the fouls that have been like either called or been like attempted to get called really kind of disrupts like just the flow of the game uh-huh. and. I imagine it's harder to play like that. It's definitely terrible watching that. That's, look, NBA, they got to get the slopping thing together. Or the three-point foul situation, just whatever. All of it. They got to figure out something. Better answer. Now, Scott Van Pelt mm-hmm. had a segment on ESPN where he said, or he sh- highlighted the differences in jumpers when... James Harden is wide open, mm-hmm. and when James Harden has, has a, a defender, oh, true, and he showed how Harden always puts his foot out 
And he said, look, maybe the referees are just getting tired of you trying to always bake them into making a call instead of just playing the game. And James Harden, even without the flailing and flopping, is still one of the best offensive players the game has ever seen. Of all time. So that's the frustrating part that a lot of fans have. They're like, you don't need this. You don't need this gimmick. Like, you can go out there and score without this. So, yeah, but the NBA has to definitely figure out something with this and make some adjustments to rules because obviously the rule really got adjusted after Kawhi Leonard, you know, sprained his ankle against the Warriors two years ago and other players got injured with similar injuries. So um, I think they went all the way one direction to try and protect the offensive player. And now it's getting really out of hand because offensive players are now just running wild. Yes. Running rampant, running wild. (laughs) Uh, My chump of the week goes to, Soon to be Hall of Fame wide receiver Steve Smith. Okay. Oh, this what did he get chump of the week for? So Steve Smith is chump of the week. We did not talk about it in our NFL segment, but Josh Rosen, obviously after the Cardinals, selected Kyler Murray. Josh Rosen unfollowed the Arizona Cardinals, and within an hour or so of the draft pick of Kyler Murray. Josh Rosen was traded to the Miami Dolphins. Now, the reason why Steve Smith is my chump of the week is because Steve Smith, during the NFL Network's coverage, said, pretty much criticized Josh Rosen and said, look, oh, so you don't get your way, so now you're going to take your ball and leave? Oh, you're going to unfollow the team that's so unprofessional, blah, 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 blah. And he's going so he's on and ridiculous. on. Look. If you were drafted in the first round one year and the very next year with the first overall pick, they select a quarterback again. And not only that, reports are saying that Josh Rosen was told that he was the future by the current administration in Arizona just a few weeks prior. So now he feels betrayed and he unfollows the Cardinals and Honestly, I think he knew the trade was going to happen Everyone by draft night. Happen, yeah. So he's just like, look, I ain't part of the team. Let me unfollow right now. But it was the way that Steve Smith lambasted him. And now you're kind of like, nah, like there's look, context is key with a lot of things. In another situation, I probably would have been like, yeah, that's kind of childish of you to unfollow your team, you know, before things went down. But then in this situation, I'm kind of like, I don't really blame him yeah, for Cardinals being upset. Yeah, did him a little dirty. Yeah, they did him dirty. And and now, you know, he's going to be in Miami. Now, I'm not saying Miami's a better franchise. It's like a step to the side. But, but yeah, he's in a better situation right now. Gets to be in, be in Miami. True. Another, and I just thought about it, another chump of the week goes to ESPN's coverage of the draft. Because you're a chump. Did you notice or hear any of the stories about what they did, especially in the first round? Of the NFL draft, what they do? The uh, ESPN. Any of the players who were selected in the first round that had quote unquote character issues or reasons for why they might have fell down the board, ESPN made it a a, a note to 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 identi- identify what the reasons were. And one of the selections, and I can't remember his name, uh, was the selection that the Tennessee Titans made. That guy, uh, he had some problems when he was in college. He had an incident where, from what I understand, some women attacked his mother 
and his sisters so he started beating up those women and so obviously it's a man beating up men women and especially a, a football player beating up women it probably looks crazy looks crazy there was actually video of it is that oh okay and do you know espn showed the video oh, it's on lit. draft it's night lit. it's lit it's lit bro oh they showed God. the video on draft night Dang. he wasn't the only one other guys they made Dang. it mention like oh you know they had drug issues or so, oh they had suspension issues oh they had character issues however this one dude though is different though right well, not only that, how I'm just talking about how the oh, one... Oh, no, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The one player that they did not talk about in the first round was Nick Bosa, the second overall pick. What did Nick Bosa do? Nick Bosa... Do we have the video? It's not about video. He is a known white nationalist supporter on social media. I knew that. Where I when did he goes through that, his, and he's going to San Francisco. When he goes through his tweets, Bruh. you see he retweets a lot of white nationalists. Mm-hmm. He likes a lot of white nationalist tweets. He criticizes a lot of black people for the simplest things. We spoke about it last week, how he pretty much doesn't look. I'm not saying you got to like Beyonce, but the one of the tweets, he pretty much said, I don't like Beyonce because she's black. Stuff like that. So he, he has these numerous things. Then, of course, we know about how he decided. Yes, he had an injury last year. OS uh, Ohio State. He was healthy enough to come back later in the year, and he said, nah, prepare I'm for good. The draft. I'm going to prepare for the draft. And usually, other players get a lot of backlash for that. He is oh. the only one that somehow didn't get backlash for that. But yes, and then not only that, your boy, Donald Trump. Don't be rude. He congratulated the second overall draft pick, Nick Bosa, but somehow didn't congratulate the number one overall draft pick. Like I thought, America, we're about number one. No, dog. What? He's about that. That's number. That that's the real number one. He got drafted. That's the home team. So yes, ESPN, he sees him at all the conventions. ESPN's coverage of the NFL draft. Dang, I didn't know it was that. I would have tuned in if I would have known it was gonna be that you ridiculous. You are the chump of the week. Cause you're a chump. It was so bad. We were at, like I said, we were at Green Turtle watching it, and everyone, not just in our section. Everyone was kind of like, yo, what's going on here? Why are they showing some video of some man beating like women? And they went, look, you got to go on YouTube. It was almost like a five minute like they were just talking about this, this young guy, this young kid. So, yeah, it's ridiculous that all of this happened uh, at the NFL draft and at ESPN. Shame on you, ESPN. Shame. Shame on you. Shame. Let's now get into our sports free zone. There were two mass shootings this in the last week. One at a synagogue last Saturday, and then one on the campus of University of North Carolina, Charlotte. I think that was on Tuesday evening. I don't even want to get into this too much. You all know our stance. Until there's better gun control, stuff like this is going to happen. Um, I do not know much about the weapons that were used, but when you kill the amount of people that you kill and injure the amount of people that you injure, you didn't do it with one handgun. Mm. That's all I say. So I don't want to even exhaust much on this. You can't um, really because it happens too much. It happens too frequently. We spoke, all the time. We spoke about it in my communications class this week. Uh, when it comes to the news reporting of this, it, we're so numb to this now that it's just like, eh. yeah, like it's not really part of the news cycle anymore. 
Because it happens all the time. It's and, like 300 a year. Yeah, when you think about it, 300 mass shootings a year. And um, I, I don't... Look, the news coverage of this is still trying to paint this suspect as like a lone wolf. And and not only that, like that he's oh my gosh, like he had so much going for him. Mm-hmm. I don't see this for young young yeah, black teens who get caught up in the legal system. And it's so blatant when it's a mass shooting, it's just ridiculous. It's so like, stupid. The photos they were posting of this dude, they're yeah. all like what you know, he's doing apparently I guess I'm I'm confused. One of the shootings they humanize the dude, him. Yes, they you. don't show his mugshot. They show his like graduation photo. Uh huh. Or it's a lot you know, of little things. The, anytime awards that they had won, they show yeah. them. You know, uh, at milestone moments of their life and things mm-hmm. like that. Look, we spent longer than I want to do on this. Let's get to something that's happier or more entertaining. Happier than mass shootings. Let's get more it. More entertaining. The Billboard Music Awards was last night. A little bit happier. Did not even know about this. Yeah, no Remember clue. when we were younger, the Billboard Awards was like was the popping. thing. Michael Jackson would be there. Might point at you and make you faint. Perfect. Now, don't get me wrong. The Grammys is still the Grammys, so everyone watches that. But the Billboard Music Awards used to be a big thing. I did not even know about this. I only found out about this because of social media. And I uh, just want to recap some of the winners of the awards for last night. Let's start with top artists. Let's do it. It was Drake who won top artists. Okay. Drake also won top male artists. Oh, top top Billboard 200 artists. Top radio song artists. Top That's 100 a made, artists. Some made up. These are made up things, though. Top radio artists? Of course it's Drake. Top 100 artists. Top Billboard 200 album for Scorpion. That's trash. Top song sales artists. He also had top rap, obviously top rap artists. Um, he had top rap artists and top male rap artists. And there's some other ones, but he 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 cleaned up. He had a, he had the most awards. Yeah, he won. Some other notable ones. Juice World won for top new artist. Shout out to him, I guess. Ariana Grande got Billboard Chart Achievement, which is a <laughs> fan voted one. Made up award. Oh, Drake won top streaming artist. Did I say that already? I can't that makes remember. Sense. Uh, top female artist was Ariana Grande. BTS top duo Air? slash group. Okay. Other notable uh, girls like you top one hundred top hot one hundred song by Maroon Five and Cardi B. Cardi B had the most nominations though. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran, top touring artist. Top R&B artist is LMA. Top R&B artist, male, The Weeknd, our boy Abel. Perfect. The legend. The legend. But you know who else was nominated for this? Who was nominated? XX Extension. And he had a lot of nominations. R&B is just taken like it's very liberal of a term, right? He had a lot of nominations and you all are going to say I'm grimy for saying this, but I'm going to say it. If he was still alive, he wasn't getting none of these nominations. Because when he was alive. Album was good, though. Look, from what I understand, the album was good. But when he was alive, he was being thrown through the mud, rightfully for some things. Because he did or allegedly did some things. He's a wild guy, kind of. You know, he had run-ins with the law. And, you know, uh, there's, you know, uh, domestic abuse, things like that. So 
you know but my my issue is that this fake celebration because he passed away because this dude would not be nominated for a lot of these things but he was nominated for that but the big news with the billboard music awards was the performance by taylor swift in the beginning of the performance of her (laughs) recent song she came out with a marching band not only that came out with an outfit that was kind of similar to beyonce's from beyonce's performance at coachella last year and i and obviously beyonce's homecoming documentary that's on netflix right now there was a lot of people calling her out for it you saw it Oh, we watched it for the first time right before we started recording mm-hmm. the very beginning because from what i understand you actually heard the song before this yeah i saw the and video. the song and the video yeah. fits the rest of the performance but the very beginning it is a, it was almost like okay i'm gonna ask you this i'm not gonna put in your put the uh, words in your mouth the very beginning was it a carbon copy of the rollout is very similar in the way that it like looked or whatever the the way they marched out and like surrounded the stage yeah marching bands are like that's they look like that so a lot of people are criticizing taylor swift because you know obviously it's more like the it's the how can i say this it's it's kind of like we we see this way too often with artists of minority races you 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 finally do something that's great and grand and then you just have a white artist come through, do, do a similar thing, thing, and everyone now praises that white artist. This is what Soldier Boy has been talking about with Drake, dog. Perfect. Like, same thing. I mean, it's true. It's the same thing. And, and you know, of all people, like, look, you I can't got, rip off Beyonce. Exactly. And it's like, and I, it's a rip off. It looks crazier than it like really is, in my opinion, just because Homecoming, like. Her Netflix doc just came out. Yeah, you got to know these things. Like, it's just the it just doesn't look good. That it doesn't do look something good. similar, very similar. And, just when that came out, and look like you mentioned it for to Taylor Swift's you know point, she probably was rehearsing this performance for a while, and before, Homecoming came out. Two yeah, weeks before ago. Homecoming was coming out, they were working on this routine, like yes. one way or the other, getting people together. Like, yo, we need a band. Yo, I'm about to. Put on some sequence and bust these moves, but it it's also like Terrible yo, timing. you got to know like what's going on, and you got to know that people are gonna say, "Hey, are you ripping off Beyonce?" Yeah, bro. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but like, if Homecoming didn't come out, how big of a thing do you think this would be? Like, if that Coachella for- performance just happened last year, and then Taylor Swift does this this year, I think it wouldn't have been as much of backlash for Taylor Swift because. I mean, white people do have marching bands. PWIs have marching bands. So the whole marching band thing isn't strictly an HBCU thing. You could tell the... Yeah. It's a difference. And you could tell the difference also, too, though. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a difference between Drumline and, like, Yale's marching band. Exactly. Like, Georgia Southern, I guess. And and Ohio State. Exactly. Exactly. It's a it's it's a difference. And you just got it. It's just it just was not the right time. It just was not the right time to do this. Thing. It looked weird, like definitely. Let's now get into our Reddit topic of the week. Every week we go on to Reddit. We find an interesting discussion or article, and we bring it here to you all, and we explore it here. 
So starting with you, Matt, what is your Reddit topic of the week? So my Reddit topic of the week was talked about a little bit earlier in the intro about how, was it last year, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason, uh, to a lesser extent, Jason Tatum. Uh-huh. Both kind of had their like coming out party. Mm-hmm. Like they went to the playoffs for the first time. Ben Simmons, you know, you saw the good and bad in all their games in the playoffs. Now this playoffs has come around again. They all made the playoffs again. Uh, Jason Tatum has pretty much been a non-factor in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell went out in the first round and played terribly. Ben Simmons is, you know, has been playing very well since his altercation with Jared Dudley. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> since then, so like. Has 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 this playoffs changed your opinion at all? Any about Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum being kind of the next generation of superstars in the NBA? This is from his name is Germs three forty five. Is this you? Did you post this? Nah, not me, not me. But yeah, it's just is Ben Simmons distancing himself from Mitchell and Tatum? I don't think any of them are distancing themselves from any from each other you think they're close i think they are who we well no they're not who we thought we are because a lot of people were talking about this dude tatum was about to be the next kobe out here that is what i'm saying jeremy um but that that was not what i believed i personally believe look they're rookies Mm -hmm. they're playing well they are going to be the future of the league now tatum not as good second year because obviously you now have a lot of players on that team yes and now you have gordon haywood who is here resurgence you know and in the playoffs let's be let's be real jason tatum in the playoffs last year was not the jason tatum that was in the regular season last year no he was hooping crazy in the playoffs last year exactly so we knew there was going to be some fall off dominic uh donovan mitchell i mean he played all right this playoffs it wasn't horrible it wasn't it wasn't horrible but he definitely struggled mightily against a team that is not like I mean, the it best was on defense. True. But also, we're thinking about Donovan Mitchell because of what he did against OKC. And last week, we spoke about how bad OKC really is. OKC is a, it's a mirage. It's and, not real. And, 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 you know, in the second round last year, Donovan Mitchell didn't play like mm-hmm. lights out. KD the was the glue holding the, the thunder together for all these years. So, I mean, I, I me personally, I think that. They are who I thought they were. Mm. Now, when you open that question up to the general sports fan, there are going to be disappointments because everyone, I can look, Jason Tatum didn't play well this year or didn't play up to par from last last year. year. Donovan Mitchell, this playoff, uh, his first round was not that good. And Ben Simmons has yet to figure out how to shoot a basketball. So, according to the general basketball fan, you may be right. They probably aren't living up to the hype that they should be living up to. Um, And if you had to say, back to, the, I guess, the original question, if you have to say who is the one who is, you know, distancing themselves ahead of the other two, I guess you still have to say Ben Simmons. I guess. He's been playing pretty good. But yeah, that, there's still criticism with that jumper. Yeah, he uh, really uh, needs to uh, work on that a lot. Like, that's like one of the things that you could just see it. And like, yo, this is holding you back. Like, if he had any type of jumper, he would almost be. You can't do anything to him. No, you can't because he's still six ten. 
like 240. Very fast. Very strong. Very fast. Very strong. Jumps high. Rebounds well. He's not as... He's not on the LeBron athletic, but... Uh, he's half on the, step below. Yeah, it's not like he's. Nah. Yeah, he's not. It's not he's, like he's, he's not can't. Richard Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no disrespect to Richard Hamilton. He's just not out here being crazy athletic. So yeah, but yeah, if you had to say Ben Simmons is the better of the three players, in my opinion, you have uh, anything else on that specific? No, I think, you know, that's pretty much what everybody was talking about. Ben Simmons just kind of like improve uponing his great rookie year and last year's postseason kind of awkwardness. Still awkward, but he's playing, like, better offensively. All right. My uh, Reddit topic of the week comes from Sippem Bears. Sippem Bears. It's actually about the NFL. We haven't have really spoken about the NFL too much since it's been the offseason. Uh, but this was a good topic that I saw. Top 10 NFL coaches of all time. And this is qu- according to him. And he ranked them from 10 to 1. Uh, I'll let you. Let's make this fun. I'll let you try and name as many of the ten until you get three wrong. All right. So. So okay. Hold on. We're and I'm not going to tell you what order. I'll just tell you. I'm not going to tell you where, where they are. I'll just tell you if they're on the list. Uh, Bill Belichick. He's on the list. Okay. Uh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I have a sound effect for oh. each. Wrong answer. Uh, or, uh, oh, no, just the right answers. I don't need any. I don't need to put on blast for my bad answers. Oh, I'll, I'll have for both of them. Let's um, let's. Uh, I, I'm looking for a nice sound effect. Uh, see, I, I I'll work on that later. But um, I have one that we can use if you're right, and one if you're wrong. So you said Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Okay. That, so you have zero strikes, but go ahead. Uh, no sound effect? I, I did. I dropped Okay. Uh, no, uh, Joe Gibbs. Perfect. Mm-hmm. He's on there, too? Okay. Tom Coughlin? <laughs> Tom Coughlin? Okay. Take he got two Super Bowls. That's one strike. Okay. What's my man? Uh, what's Steelers head coach's name? Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin. That's who you say? You say Mike Come on, Tomlin. Dog, don't give me another strike. This you said Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Take a few. Two devils. strikes. This is terrible. Two strikes. Okay. And you on. only have two. You only got two right. Who was the the head coach of the Bears when they were the Super Bears? Was it? Are you going with that person? Jeremy. Hold on. Is that that's Mike Ditka? Mike Ditka. Are you going with Mike Ditka? Jeremy, you lock. You're trying to lock me in too I'm, fast. I I'm, know it's not Mike. I know he's not on this list. Hold on. Give me a second. What's the 49ers head coach? Which one? The one that was there with uh, Steve Young when he was getting it done. <laughs> He's Pass definitely way. on the list. Take a few steps. Just you put got, it on the bo- put it got, on the board. You got the wrong coach. You said when Steve Young was doing it. Steve it Young. It was the other one. This is terrible. It was George game. Seifert. I hate this game. <laughs> he already struck out. The one that you're referring to is Bill Walsh. Oh, when Joe Montana was Joe doing it. Uh, when Joe Montana won. This is terrible. What's the Bowls. Cowboys good quarter coach? Is he on there? Tom Landry. But you already struck out. Oh, no. I'm done now. So, I want to hear the rest of the list. All right. So, number 10, according to Sippin' Bears. Sippin' Bears. Bill Parcells okay. at number 10. Number 9, George S. Hallis. No clue that is. That was the Bears, like, initial coach and, I want to say, owner of the team. I want to say. Coach owner. They have. That's why they have the GSH on there. 
on the jerseys for George S. Hallis. Number eight, Joe Gibbs. I got that one. You did get that one. And number seven, you said a Pittsburgh Steelers coach, but not the right one. It was Chuck Knoll. Bullshit. <laughs> number six, Don Shula. I wouldn't probably not have gotten that one. I heard the name before, though. I think I honestly would have got all these names, just not in the order. Oh, no, dog. This is tough. Number five, Tom Landry. Okay. Number four, Paul Brown. Okay. Number three, Bill Walsh. Number two, Vince Lombardi. Okay, maybe. Number one, Bill Belichick. That's a decent list. That's a pretty good list, I guess. From Sleepy Bear? That's from Sleepy Bear? From Sippin' Bear. Even better. I think that's a very good list. It's a very good list. And I'm looking at the order, and I'm kind of like, there's no criticism on my end. Like, I feel like everyone is where they probably should be when it comes to NFL head coaches. Uh, there were some other, just some other comments throughout here. Someone said, so Hugh Jackson was snubbed. Uh, uh, uh. Ah! <laughs> that's that's actually kind of funny. Was Hugh, Hugh Jackson snubbed? Now, if you had to add another head coach to this list, who would it be? Or if you had to, someone that you thought, okay, you thought that for some reason Tom Coughlin. Like, did you really think Tom Coughlin? He got two Super Bowls for New York, dog. He won a, look, he beat the Super Patriots, number one on that list, two times in the Super Bowl. But top 10 of all time? I don't know. If you can't get top 10 for beating a 16 and 0 Patriots team with the greatest head coach of all time, what can you do I mean, they to didn't, get on that list? They Twice? Didn't, they didn't win any playoffs with out, Eli play, Manning. They didn't win any playoff games outside of those two Super Bowl years. They used yes, all, he yes, used up all his coaching those two years. Yes, he was coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars too, but they, they were, were trash. decent. They no, were, they were good. They were good when he was there. They were making it to the AFC title game. Okay, so look, that just helps my case even more. So, nah, look at you. not top 10. Hating on Tom Coughlin. So, who, who are you taking out of this list to put him 10? Oh, I look, I don't know. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's See, some good coaches right that there. That is the thing. Who, Andy <laughs> Reid, let's get it, dog. That's who I want. You want Andy Reid to top I, 10? Me, personally, Matt, I want Andy Reid. I like that guy. <laughs> I wish he was the Vikings head coach. If it was, if the, the career. Except for all the domestic violence cases we have to deal with. <laughs> The career was too short as a head coach in the NFL, and then he had a bad stint in Miami. Nick Saban. But I would say Jimmy Johnson. Oh, true. Because Jimmy Johnson in five years won three Super Bowls. That's pretty good. And brought, not just that, he was one of the architects on the, you know, the front office side that got all those players together mm-hmm. to then win those Super Bowls. Uh, or he won two. He didn't win three. He See? won two. But the third Super Bowl in the 90s was his team still there with Barry Switzer. I don't know. They might not give him that one. So another another coach that I would say that's, that's pretty good. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy's up there. A lot of people hate him. They hate him because they say, oh, you couldn't win. You, you only won one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, and you couldn't win with the Buccaneers. And everyone knows that the Buccaneers won the very next year, but then after that won zero playoff games. Yeah. With John Gruden. Nobody trying to hear that, though. So, yeah. Um, but some other good coaches. I'm surprised. Look, I was surprised Parcells was at 10. But, yeah, I mean. How many Super Bowls he won? Two. Yeah, two Super Bowls. He had three appearances. Two Super Bowls. He's been on numerous teams. Coached the Giants. They, every team he went to got better. 
That's good. That's what you want. Giants got better. Patriots got better. Jets got better. Cowboys got better. So yeah. But who? Okay, let's give you. Um, I'm gonna give you who. Who are your three favorite head coaches in the NFL? Andy Reid. And these these don't have to be favorite because they're good. Just give your favorite head coaches. Den, what's my man that used to coach the Vikings and the Cardinals? Dennis. Dennis something. Green. Just because he was lit all the time, like he would have the crazy interviews. And man, who else was a good head coach? I kind of like Bill Cowers just because he was crazy looking all the time. Like he looked like an old angry yelly coach. My favorite head coach is obviously Jimmy Johnson during that era in the nineties. Uh, Jimmy Johnson treated his players fair but not equal. He would openly say that. He said, if you are Troy Aikman and you fall asleep in a team meeting, I will wake you up. But if you are the 53 man, you will be cut. And uh, he was a good players coach. I would also say uh, Dennis Green. I like Dennis Green just as a head coach also. And uh, Tony Dungy. Those are my three coaches that I say that I really, I really, really like. Let's now sign off. Let's get some shout outs before we roll out. Shout out to OSS980. Shout out to Harold D. Jeff Aaron. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha, Curls and Sports of the Zone and BSO. Uh, I'm waiting to hear the next episode of the She Report. Shout out to Hand Down Man Down Podcast, Eat the City DC, Shut Your Face, Redskin Rundown, uh, Working Title Podcast, Soggy Nachos. Uh, Simple Man Radio. Shout out to my other podcast that I'm on because I'm the Quavo of podcasts right now. Perfect. Um, That's even um, remotely true. Shout out to DMV Dispute. Shout out to my boys Darren and Gerard as we do our thing. We just released an episode earlier today, so you can definitely check that out wherever podcasts are available. Just search DMV Dispute. Uh, shout out to Eat the City DC, Ming Reina's Doll Parts. Trezzo Beach, The Sandbox, Home Court DMV, shout out to Warren, Clay, LJ, Brian, Tony, Erica, um, Miggy, Miguel, uh, Miggy, Mike, Donnie, Bedney, he's me and him been corresponding a lot lately, shout out to him, shout out to everyone else who has supported us from the beginning, this is episode 65, before we roll out, there's a fight this uh this weekend and it's on uh it's on the zone it's ufc fight no nah, it's boxing a, uh boxing canelo alvarez versus jacobs now i'm um, the reason why i don't oh daniel jacobs sorry canelo alvarez daniel jacobs who do you think is gonna win this fight matthew uh i seen canelo on uh, courtside with a supreme louis vuitton shirt so I'm going to pick that guy. I think he's going to do it. <laughs> Daniel Jacobs is really good. I believe it. I just didn't see him courtside. <laughs> he's really good, but I think it's going to go 12 rounds. It's going to be a split decision, and it's going to go to Canelo Alvarez. Split decision, Canelo Alvarez will win that. Anything else before we roll out? Uh, I think we got everything. All right, man. I want to thank you, Matthew, for everything that you do. I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. We are on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, 
and a lot more so make sure you check us out all the time until next time everyone sports reality peace